Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Hi, this is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Thank you so much for joining me for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I could not be more excited about my guest today, Brian Q. Davis, the sales executive, the deal maker, the father, the husband, the pastor, the coach, the trainer. This man I have known for a number of years. He has made an impact on my life, on my business, and you're going to love to hear his story. If you are anyone who has any connection to sales, and let's face it, we are all in sales of some sort. This man has something to teach you. And so, Brian, I, I'm glad that you could be here and we get a chance to visit today. Yeah, um, I'm, it's an honor, man. And thank you for inviting me on the show. And I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have coached up a better pitch than you, what you just did. So uh, thank you for that. That was very gracious. Almost uh, like I've been coached by the best, you know, I, maybe, you know, I don't know, you know, you, you're doing okay. So but thank, <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you so much. I, I'm, uh, you know, you know, I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of Paradigm. I'm a fan of the work you guys do. I'm a fan of your team. Um, and yeah, so this is just awesome to be able to come and have a conversation with you today about this, this mission that, that, that you guys are on uh, to flip things on its head. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do this, Brian, because you and I know each other and we could just fall into a rhythm like super yeah. easy and get off on a conversation. But my guests here, or my, my listeners here don't know who you are. Yeah. Um, I think it almost would be interesting, like give them your story, like the one that's, so we're going to pitch this a little bit. Brian has a brand new book, The Sales War, coming out. I had the opportunity to read this before it even got published. I'm going to tell you, when this comes out, you've got to get a copy. It will change your life. I don't care if you're in sales or not. Um, but Brian, I think what would be helpful is tell us your story of how you got to here, yeah. um, especially kind of of where you were from a sales standpoint, because this entire show is redefining success. And you hit a point, you had to redefine success. So tell yes. that story. Uh, amen. Okay. So... So uh, I've been, uh, you know, background, I'm from Louisiana. So um, Eric's my man in, down there in South Louisiana. I'm originally from North Louisiana, which I don't know if we count it. You know, sometimes you just call us Texans, but uh, yeah, exactly. uh, but, but anyway, whatever. Uh, I went to LSU and uh, found my way into a rugby career that led me to California. Once I get to California, I, I get recruited into sales. I had been a business, I'd been a uh, a journalism major, worked at the Baton Rouge Business Report early on. So I got good at interviewing people, asking questions, writing down things, listening, bringing different pieces of data together and trying to find what the insight is. So I was kind of equipped for sales without really knowing what I was doing uh, before this all happened. I find my way to California and I, I uh, find my way into technology sales. 
and uh, I work in the software and enterprise services arena, uh, aerospace and defense for 10 years, selling to the big uh, defense contractors and their suppliers. Then found my way into digital marketing, did a startup, and then uh, then found my way in the last seven years, eight years, approaching eight years, I've been in, in the healthcare world where, where selling uh, digital marketing services and, 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 um, and technology into the bureaucratic behemoth of the American healthcare system, hospitals and whatnot. So um, I've consistently been selling into really tough industries, highly regulated, lots of uh, uh, bureaucracy and navigating products and services into those conversations. And, and I, I was always very successful at this. Um, in, uh, when I came into the, my current role, I was asked, I, was, I didn't know anything about healthcare and I kind of got this assignment and said, hey, go, we have this stuff, go sell it. Can you, can you, can you build something out of this thing that we have? I thought, well, I don't know anything about healthcare. And they said, ah, oh, you just you know, go. Okay, all right, there's the mission, right? So I, I started um, just diving into this marketplace, to the marketplace and learning and, and, and finding where the, where the fish were, how to fish them, what, what, what problems we need to solve. And I was the, kind of one of the new guys at the company. And so I had this chip on my shoulder that I had to prove myself. I had to prove myself in the industry because I really did. I had this story of, well, you don't really know healthcare. You really don't know this stuff. So you better make up for it, right? You're the, you're the new guy. So, you know, you were asked to go build this thing. You, you know, you've got to make up for this, this lack. And so I was, I was operating off of something that had always served me in my athletic career because I played rugby for a number of years. One of the things, my stories was, well, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the biggest, but I will outwork everybody. I will do more sprints, I will do more reps, I will stay longer, I will just outwork everybody. And that had produced results. That I will outwork everybody had been my only formula to success. And, and, it, it, and it worked, right? That was the thing. I looked, oh, it was a pretty decent rugby player, Had did some wins, All-American, whatever. How did you get it? Well, I outworked everybody. So that's the way I, I, I operated. So when you bring that mindset in that kind of small town, Louisiana work ethic into most sales organizations, it stands out because you're like, whoa, who is this guy, right? Who, he's, he's doing more, he's going more, he's traveling more, he's, doing, he's just going and getting results. And so uh, as I was in this new industry, uh, I, you know, first year started producing results. Oh, wow. What, you know, biggest deal we've ever done. Oh, where did that come from? Okay. BQ can do it, all this stuff. And then, um, I had my first daughter and I went from being a married man that was in sales to a married father. Mm. And for that first two years of her life, my behavior didn't change. Mm. I still saw everything as, as just I'm my, my only worthiness was tied up on whether I was hitting the number and whether I was specifically the top sales guy. Hmm. Somehow I had linked that and my, all my worth was all tied up in that number and what people thought of me. And during that period of two years, uh, I will say my body really started to suffer. I put on probably 30, 40 pounds. I'd lost all of the athletic 
prowess that I had had at one point in time was, was, was definitely had gone from kind of fit rugby player to pure dad bod and was okay with it. I was traveling all the time, um, sedating with any number of things, travel, sleep deprivation, uh, you know, fortunately didn't get too much into to drinking, but that was always there. You're in first class and it's all these, this little sedations were just piling up. Yep. And, um, and, and I, 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 but, but I was still getting results, still hmm. getting results, right? All the work was still producing big deals, like really big deals that were, were accompanied with all this fanfare of great job, great job. And so um, <clears throat> fast forward to 2017, I'm still in this place. And I had just missed the, the I, I, I had just come under the getting the top sales guy award. Mm. And it was a little bit, Funny somehow ego. it was a tie. I don't know, right? It, it, but, but it really messed with me. Mm. And so I, my ego takes over and I say, you know what? I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them. That chip on my shoulder got bigger. I'm going to show them. And so I just went just full bore in that first quarter of 2017, lining up sales meetings for like uh, eight weeks of travel uh, following in, into February. I spent all of January setting it up and then February forward, eight weeks of travel uh, with the different, uh, different you know, cities all over the country. Because also my story was get me in front of the customer and my win rate goes to 80, 90%. If I just get, just get me in front of the customer, right? So I'll travel anywhere. I'll go anywhere. I'll drop anything. While I'm in that headspace, what I have completely missed is that my second daughter is going to be born mm. on February 19th. Mm. It never occurred to me how I should be like, hey, bro, you're about to have your second daughter. I wasn't even thinking about it. All I was thinking about was I'm not worthy because I didn't, you know, I, I'm not the top guy. Yep. I, never mind that the results were amazing. I wasn't the top guy. Right. And so February 19th, uh, 2017, my daughter Perry is born. And the story goes like this 10:36 PM Dallas Methodist medical center. Mom, my wife, Susanna does her job. Baby arrives. And I'm standing there and I happen to notice like her feet and there's something odd with, with, it just seemed off. I'm standing there. I don't want to say anything. Um, kind of getting a little bit concerned. Uh, I finally lean over to a nurse and I said, Hey, Hey nurse, did you, did you happen to notice her feet? Mm. She was too busy in the, misses my question. Right. And so I'm like, Okay. Couple more minutes, rising fear and uncertainty, and I said, I, I, "Hey, hey, doctor! Did, I finally got the doctor. Doctor, did you, did you, did you notice her feet?" And she goes, "Oh, that's that's just bilateral club feet. They'll fix it at Children's." Hmm. And then walked away. I'm like, "Bilateral what?" And so I, I go on my phone. I start googling. I'm like, "Bi, what is it? What is this thing?" Like, I'm just, and I find, you know, fortunately, I find a website, the Scottish Rite Children's Hospital. I see that children can be okay, and I, and I kind of come back to the moment. But I was like, okay, like, what am I dealing with here, though? Mm. Well, what I was dealing with is that 10 days later, she was scheduled to have her first therapy at Scottish Rite Children's Hospital. And so we do the, uh, 
we do the the therapy and they put these bra- these, these casts on her feet and this little baby that hasn't cried for 10 days, happy baby, gets her feet pulled at like 90 degree angles mm. and then starts crying. And this baby is crying nonstop. Perry's just crying to the point where she's hoarse. Well, what am I doing? That night, in the midst of all this chaos, I am preparing at midnight. I find myself that night at midnight, you know, working on a sales deck because I'm getting on one of my eight trips the very next morning. It had not occurred to me that I, that I, like, dude, your baby's having this therapy and you're still going to New Jersey right, or Virginia, wherever it was. And so I'm sitting there trying to figure out, trying to do this sales presentation, hundred slides, because I had this mode of always over-preparing again, trying to make up for my own self-worth and I'm making this thing and, and, and the baby's crying. And then in the other room, I hear my wife start crying. Hmm. And at that moment, my response was not, let me go put my arms around them. My response was how am I going to get this sales presentation done with all this crying? Hmm. Hmm. And so I walk in the other room and I yell, can we, can we shut the, uh, up in here and I yell at my wife and child and uh, time kind of seems to stop. My wife picks up the baby, looks at me like I'm some type of intruder in the house, walks away and I walk back through the bathroom and I look at them. I catch my glance of myself in the mirror. And I, and, and, and in that moment, God, used my daughter to deliver a message Mm. Mm. it said like who are you who have you become Mm. Mm. and i saw the guy i saw with 40 pounds overweight dark circles under his eyes just completely out of alignment yeah and i got i got a vision i got a vision in that moment that was here's who you are in 10 years. If you don't, if if you don't Mm. get this message and it was, you're going to be, uh, 60 pounds overweight. You're going to be, uh, addicted to alcohol, pornography, any other number of things. You're going to have made a lot of money, but you gave it all away because you got a divorce and you have no relationship with your daughters. Mm. And I saw a picture of that man and that was the moment, but I got, I got it. I got it. And, and, and over the next several months, some real things started to change. And-, and let's stop right there real quick, because here's the thing that I think is interesting is your story is your story, but you've been in the sales industry enough to know. I want to camp out a little bit on this, especially as we're talking about redefining success. I mean, this is the life of a sales guy. Yes. I, I mean, this is not uncommon. Your story is not like... It's not like somebody else sitting there is like, well, that would never happen to me. No, this happens to men and to women in sales over and over and over again. Yes. I mean, what's the culture inside of that? What's the mindset that kind of breeds this? Is that the right word? I mean, that just kind well, of- yeah. So it, it's it's in, it's it is everywhere. Most sales organizations are set up so that scarcity is automatically created. Mm. And worthiness, it's, it, it, it's a driving that people will say, I'm driving my sales force mm. instead of leading their sales force. Yeah. Uh, the way they drive is, I mean, I, I, I tell a story in the book, uh, you know, this, this chain smoking um, sales manager, I, 
I had early in my sales career. I mean, I will never forget it. He came in, he's, uh, you know, this, this guy was <laughs> what you picture a chain smoking sales manager. <laughs> you know, I want my sales reps hungry. I want you to all go about buy the Corvette. I want you to buy the big house, buy the boat. I want y'all, you know, he's sitting there and, you know, he wanted people in scarcity so that they would, that was the method of getting people to work harder was keep them in scarcity. So oftentimes, you know, uh, plans and cultures and all those things are set up to kind of create this game of tension that says, you know, you're always going to be a little bit behind and we can drive you from that. Mm. But then there's the other side of it, even for, for high performing sales executives, that the way they're getting there is because they're doing all the things that I was talking about. They're outworking everybody. It mm. produces results. That's the thing. But what they're missing because of frankly, a level of sedation is you're missing the cost, how much it's costing you to create those results that way. Yeah. See, that's the thing that, right. I mean, one of the things that the reason that I talk about redefining success and you got to flip your mindset comes back to this idea of the unintended consequences of all the things that we're doing that we don't even recognize, right? We're stuck yes. in the system that tells us that A plus B equals C with that, but it's just a theory that A plus B equals C. And what we don't even realize is A plus B actually equals disaster, but nobody yes. tells us that. And we wake up to it after it's too late. If we're not, yeah. if we don't reach that moment of, oh my goodness, this isn't the way to do it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, you know, praise God, he, he, he used yeah. my family for that. And that is, that's frankly, one of the things, I mean, no, let's face it. Nobody really coaches up men yeah. on yeah. the shift that must happen when you have small, when you have children, <laughs> most men go through that three, first three, four, five, six years, and they do not change their behavior from mm. how they were before. They're still like, oh, I'm a dad or whatever, but they haven't really shifted their behavior. And what happens is you create this story. And this is exactly what I was doing was I have that my family is my responsibility yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to go on the, I have to, my license was I'm going to go on these eight weeks of travel, even though some of them I'm going to, I'm going to potentially miss some of the therapy and all this stuff that we're doing. I, well, I've got to do it for the family. Yeah. I've got yeah. to do it for the family. I, I've got to go earn for the family. I've got to go close these deals for the family. And so then all of a sudden you're setting yourself up as this savior mm. and uh, you're, you're, you get a license to then, well, because I'm doing it for the family, I'm going to, you know, uh, I, I'm going to, I can book, I can be, try, I can be gone this much. Yeah. Uh, I can, I'm doing it for the family. So I'm going to stay up late and sedate myself. My, my, one of my primary sedations is sleep deprivation. Mm. I, I'll just, I'll pull an all nighter, right? Oh, well, I pulled all nighter. I don't have to go to the gym, right? Mm. So I'm not going to go to the gym. Well, I deserve the drink in first class. I deserve, right? I'll, I'm, do, I'm doing all this for the family and all that, right? All of those stuff starts swirling around a man's mind. But what happened to me was a few months later, I found myself on the mountain, a mountain in Southern California. And I have a moment there and I, and I get a message, a download from the Holy Spirit that said the following. I asked, I asked a question. I said, I said, God, what does my family want? What do they want? And the answer was the following. He said, your family is not your responsibility. Mm. I don't need you. Mm. I gave them to you as a gift so you could hear my voice if you choose to listen. Wow. And in that moment, God shattered all of my stories. And I realized that, wow, he doesn't need me. 
to take care of my family. If I get hit by a bus, he's got them. Yeah. So how does it change the man's posture whenever he goes from carrying his family on his back and giving himself license to do all this stuff to instead holding his family right here and going, look at this precious divine gift mm. that I have been given. Yeah. What is God trying to tell me through this? Mm. And that began this, this war between these two, two worlds between, and, and, and frankly, it's a war of, uh, against idolatry, mm. the idolatry of the number, the idolatry of the significance, the idolatry of the bonuses and the money and whatever else comes with sales. Those, that, when that, those things become the place where all of our significance comes from, we are worshiping. We, we will worship at the feet of that thing mm. as salespeople. Yeah whether I'm good enough, because it's very competitive. Sales is competitive, right? It's always, there's the board. Here's who's doing good. Here's who's not doing good. Like, but what I found is that there's a place above that. Well, so let's talk a little bit about that, especially, I mean, you have this mountaintop moment, which I want to, yeah. I may want to talk a bit a little bit about that because I'm sitting here imagining a man or a woman listening to the show. Who's like, that's me. I'm just stuck. I just yelled at my wife or my husband or whatever, you know, yeah. I've just had that moment. A, how do I get to that place of finding clarity? But I guess the other thing too, and you can you can touch on both of these, is like um, it looks it, it, it knowing I know you right. You've had a yeah. lot of success since you've shifted your focus and you've changed the way that you're doing this. But there's a lot of skepticism and doubt, right? Because the entire system, the world, the sales system, the sales world says that's the way you got to do it to succeed. So talk mm -hmm. about those two points about just what is someone who's in that place of being stuck how can they at least begin to kind of unstick themselves? And then second, what are the things that they need to recognize of what have you learned along the way that, you know, it's, it is worth doing it because it pays off, right? I mean, that's the doubt is, yeah. well, if I change the way that I'm doing it, am I still going to make the sales? Am I still going to be able to support my family? I might have to find a new career. Yeah. Well, I, I would say it, the number one thing is you have to identify the idols. Hmm. You shall have no other gods before me. Yeah. Well, who are your gods? And here's the thing that you, if you're listening, write this down. Is that the idols always, always betray the worshiper. Mm. Mm, I love that. Whatever you are idolizing. And if you're worshiping anything other than the creator of the universe. Uh, you will be betrayed. Hmm. Mm. it will not show up for you when those idols are not going to show up for you when the health situation comes. You're not going to be given any quarter when even though you had record revenue numbers, uh, when times are down, times are tough or times are down or the chaos or, you know, things happen. Um, the, 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 the idols are not going to come to your rescue. Mm. Mm. Nobody's coming to save you. There's only one who has saved yeah. any of mm. us. That's right. That's and right. so if you are placing your hope, if you're placing your future, if you're placing your um, certainty and your significance, and it comes from uh, you know, where you are on the sales board, what big sale you made or didn't make, or, you know, in your case, 
Eric, I mean, I know you guys manage a lot of things for people relative to their finances and their money and their capital and wealth. I mean, let's face it, there was a big reckoning whenever the stock market during COVID came down 40%. Sure. And people, people were exposed about uh, whether that's an idol, yep. right? Absolutely. How did you show up whenever the thing drops 40? Oh, well, it felt real good to look at my, you know, <laughs> look at my, 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 my E-Trade or whatever. And I see, oh, this is looking good when we're at all-time highs. And yeah. I'm kind of getting a little bit of an endorphin hit from this. And I don't have a frame on money. Money is always making me react, mm. which again is one of your, you know, one of the things that, that, that you guys help people understand is, uh, you know, there, that's just yet another idol. So that's, so to, to your question, the, the first step is you have to ask your, yourself the question, where are my idols? Mm. Mm, that's good. And then go that's to good. like, you know, and the old Testament is full of this, right? Yeah. Over and over. We have, I'm back in Joshua right now, but we have like the Kings come in <laughs> and most of them don't tear down all the idols. Now there's a couple that did it. And he says, God was pleased. They didn't do what was right in their own eyes. But most, the most powerful kings were those that went actively and, and fully went and just tore down all the high places, destroyed the idols, burned the things, and completely cleared that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which is extraordinarily, I mean, you can, you know, I don't have the scoreboard, but there's like three, right? <laughs> right so they like two or three of them. <laughs> and then, they, then they even, even then they messed it up too, right? right. So again, the point is we, we, we can go after this. You can't go after it alone. You've got to have a, a savior yeah. that you got to have Jesus, <laughs> you know, walking with you to do this and you can't do it yourself. But, um, but that, that is the, you know, that is really the way to live beyond your quota. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, so this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I know how the story ends. So it's like, or it doesn't end, but how the story continues. Like, um, so you change your priorities, you get into kind of a new life of God, of God telling you, I don't need you. This family is a gift. Yeah. How'd it work out? I mean, are you, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the next, the following years, the biggest deals that we ever did have done were done. I mean, uh, and, and I could, and I did, and, and in every one of them, I can point to, um, Providence as the, you know, at some level, one of the primary sales tactics was, uh, more prayer and asking God to help. And guess what? You can actually ask God, the creator of the sovereign of the universe to help you with the deal. Believe it or not, you yeah, can right? ask him to help you with deals, salespeople. Um, it, you know, the CEO of the universe is interested in your sales deal, your sales <laughs> opportunities. Uh, but but it, you know, so I saw God at work in so many business situations, but in terms of the results, I mean, it was more than I had ever done the old way. Mm. Right. Yeah. And at not the cost, um, at, 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 you know, not to say there's not hard work and there's not struggle and all those kinds of things, but here's the, here's one other question I want to kind of, I want to focus on before we kind of wrap things up and talk a little bit more about kind of your book and where yeah. people can get in touch with you. Um, I will just tell you as a ringing endorsement, Brian has put together an incredible sales program, taking my entire team through it is probably the best. It's not. It is, it is not probably, it is the best sales program I've ever seen, hands down. And so um, I also know other people who have used it and it is just, and it's full of biblical wisdom as, and kingdom wisdom, as well as sales wisdom. But the one thing that I was going to comment on, Brian, that I think is really, I love this about your book, because this is, this is what it says. 
um, how to dominate your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. That's what this book, The Sales War, is about. And I think that's one thing that so many times in a lot of places, but especially in sales, we miss, which is sales is always about the next quarter, right? How do we do the yeah. next quarter and when the or the next year? And once the year's over, we completely reset the table. But the problem with that focus, especially only financially, is we miss the what am I doing to my body and what this is going to cost me three to four years down the road? What am I doing to yeah. my relationship with my family? And what is it going to cost me three to four years down the road? What am I doing? Um, you know, with my faith and the way that I trust God to, you know, pray for the next deal and to bring him in. And so a kingdom builder really has to have this mindset of it's not just about today, but it's also about tomorrow. And it's about the impact I'm making on eternity. So I'd love to just have you speak into just what you've seen from that standpoint and how that all has shifted for you um, as since that meeting on the mountain and as you kind of continue to live this out. Yeah. So the number one commodity that people are looking for in any industry is certainty. Mm. Um, because most people are very uncertain. Yeah. They're uncertain about their business. They're uncertain about you, their, uh, their, their own world, their own personal, you know, life. They're uncertain about whether they're going to, you know, they're, they're part of the, whatever they're part of their business that they're accountable for is, you know, there's, always uncertainty and there's this there's this thing and what what most people are the 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 way you differentiate yourself and your product and your service and whatever you're bringing number 1 is you got to believe in it mm. number 2 is that you've got to be able to show up in that conversation with a level of certainty and presence that allows the other person to be and can create a space that'll allow the other person to be vulnerable about where they want to go, what's in the way, what's the consequences if they don't change and be there and, and, and be, you know, the, the most present man in the room mm. from a sales perspective, right? It's, sure. it's the, it's the guide you're showing up as the Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's the way I think of it, right? That's, that's really your job. But Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't show up desperate or needy. Mm. Mm. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't tell Luke Skywalker, hey, I really need you to go. He, when Luke Skywalker, if you will go back, I actually watched Star Wars again for the first time in a long time. I, my youngest one wanted to watch it, or oldest one. Uh, but he, there's no neediness in Obi-Wan's recruitment of Luke Skywalker to go fight the evil empire. Yeah. He says, you must go, you must learn the ways of the force, Luke. And he says, I can't go. I can't do it. He says, well, you got to do what you think is best. Yeah. Well, Obi-Wan brings a certainty. So I say that to say that certainty is what people are looking for. Mm. And it can give you the competitive advantage. Even if the other guy's technology mm. is better, if he shows up to that conversation needy and in scarcity, then you're, you have a chance, you have the, the opportunity to win. Mm. And you differentiate the experience with you the entire time. Okay, great. How do I get that? Well, it comes in a daily war mm. of doing what you say you're going to do. Mm. And the, the, the framework that, you know, again, Eric, you and I follow a similar framework is, is every day I'm, I'm aligning my body. I'm aligning my heart. 
I'm aligning my spirit. I'm aligning my mind actively towards God's will every day. Yeah. Are, are we perfect? No way. <laughs> but is the intention there? The yeah. awareness to say, I've, every day in the morning, I'm going to give my morning to God. Yeah. And I'm going to do whatever I can to fight the war, to fight the war, to get up, to fight the war, to not go to the gym, fight the war to, you know, you know, write notes and, and be present with my family in the morning. All those things that uh, can easily be ripped away. If you said, well, oh, I can't do, I can't go to the gym because I got, I got this meeting and I got to, I got to mm. prepare and I've got to, and I've got to, I got to, you know, it's a big meeting and all, you know, that energy is what the marketplace is filled with. So yeah. if you, show up different, that can be the primary differentiation for your company, your firm, your product, whatever. It's the, it's you. It's, yeah. it's, they say this thing, people buy you. Okay. Well, what do you need to do to be the most certain and present version of yourself? Well, you can't, you've got to go to work and make sure you're not, you don't have scarcity in your body, right? You don't have a back. I used to, I wear black now because I like black. I yeah. used to wear black because it hid the gut giant gut that I had. <laughs> right. But, it, but I had this background scarcity. I was uncertain about my body and I hadn't done the work and I was, you know, so I'd ignore it, right? If you've got scarcity in your family where you haven't connected with your family intentionally for a while, well, that infects your certainty in the sales call. Yeah. If you haven't spent time in the word and you haven't connected with God, well, this distance, this static that comes between you and him, it shows up in your ability to, uh, ask for the deal mm. or not. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's not, it's not complex, but it's not easy. It's not easy. And, and um, so I'd say that's, that's the main, like that at the root level, you've, you bring, that is your product. Yeah. And so you have to mine it every day mm. and bring it to the, and that's really what, that's really what the book is, is kind of about is, is expose exposing a man to say like that's that was me. This book is written to me five years ago. Hey, bro, here's your idols. Yeah. Here's what you need to flip upside down. Here's some some practical, simple things you can do to align your heart, body, mind, soul, yeah. so that you can bring that product to the people that you are going out there to help. So I'm gonna we're gonna we're tell this last story just because I've had personal experience with the story. Um but my favorite verse, um, and this will come up over and over again, and I think you know this, is Matthew 6, 33, which is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, yes. and all these things will be added to you. I mean, that's the kingdom verse, right? But I want you to finish this up with the story. What was this had to be a month or two ago where you had the sales deal to finish and you ended up stopping your preparation on the sales deal to go do something else. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know the story yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, there, I, there was a, there was a, it's one of these things, right? It's the big presentation. Yep. The big presentation. <laughs> the C, the CEO is going to be the CIO, all the C-suite is going to be there. And um, my, my old operating system, which is still, you know, rattling around some, some, <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> lower level, op, you know, part of the OS says, you know, you've got to have all this stuff like prepared. And, and, and I, and it literally, that was my sedation as I was over prepared. I would, I would stay up all night. I would, I would have like 150 slides in my slide deck because not because I would go through 
all of them, but because I wanted to be prepared for any potential yeah. thing and I could pivot and dance and, oh, I've got a slide for that, right? And I come over here. Um, and this was kind of one of those situations. It was like, oh, it's a big deal. And that some of that, that, that old operating system started to crop back up. Oh, I'm going to, and I had a choice that morning yeah. to nuke the workout and Hey, you know, my wife and children, girls, Susanna Perry or any grace, I, I, you're not going to see me this morning. I'm going to, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a big presentation at 10 AM and I, and I I'm just gonna be off the grid. Right. I'm going to get up at four and I'm gonna start preparing and all this. And, and I was in that headspace headspace. And then there was a moment where I was, I just, I said, what are you doing? Mm. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you're acting like your old self, right? Cause the war never stops. Why don't you instead go out there on the back porch, put the word of God in your ears with mm -hmm. some audio scripture, do your workout, make every rep a prayer for your family. Mm -hmm. See who the Holy spirit puts on your heart. Pray for the people that you're going to be meeting with. And do that work instead. <laughs> and so I did, and I took a stand. I think I might, you know, it might've been one of those days where, you know, you and I talk a lot, you might've even, you know, kind of kicked me in the, in the rear end on that. Um, have. but, but I just, <laughs> uh, you have a way of doing that, but, uh, but I, I decided to do that. I let the, I let the slides go. And, uh, I went out there and did my practice, got with the word, got with God, got with prayer got my body on, on point. And when you show up to the call with that energy, that's what people want. That's what people are attracted to. Not the guy that didn't connect with his family, didn't do his workout, basically not the guy that didn't stay in integrity. Mm. Mm. I had set my practices. I work out, I do this, I do this. I, my product is the integrity that I built that morning. Yeah. And so, uh, so long story short, deal worked out. I didn't even need the slides. They loved us. It's great. Great deal. All that. Boom. Done. Right. Yeah. And I didn't take a backward step in my own integrity to try to make it happen. Yeah. See, and this so, is why I think the principle of kingdom is so important. I say, I ask this question a lot is how do you know that what you're building won't damage your marriage, your children or your grandchildren? Because what we don't realize is that the world system, not kingdom system, I call it sandcastle system, the sandcastle yes. system that's out there looks really, really pretty for a season. And it looks like yeah. everything's going to be okay until the waves and everything come in. And I, your story just is so inspiring, Brian. Thank you for being with us today. Before we let you go, so, so we've got listeners out there. So let's say somebody's like, man, I resonate with this guy. I'm in sales. Or I want, or I've got a sales team, and I need yeah. to get in touch with this guy. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, you can go to thesaleswar.com, uh, and that's just a website that you can connect with me on. The book is coming, um, Q1. Uh, it's available. You can actually download uh, the first two chapters or read it pre-release -pre read uh, on the website. There's also uh, I also have a podcast, which uh, my friend Eric here is and also be joining me on called the sales warrior podcast, which is across all platforms. Just look up the sales warrior podcast and you find me there. But if you want to connect with me, you can uh, go to the sales war or my email address is Brian Q Davis at the sales And uh, yeah, I, I, I 
love, love it when people connect and uh, to see when people, people shift um, and realize they can operate at a very high level, an elite level without, without on, on a strong foundation, yeah. without burning everything down and seeing them do that and seeing the impact on people's families and their children and their, and their futures uh, is, is really my mission. That's, that's what I want to help other men, families, you know, not, not, not have to go through the pain that I went through. And, um, and that's really, that's, that's really my mission and calling. Uh, well, you're doing a fantastic job of leading other men and of being authentic and really, I mean, Brian has a story to tell. You've got to, I, whatever you've got to do to get a copy of this, put yourself on the wait list, send him an email and say, Hey, let me know yeah. when it's out. Hopefully by the time this time comes out, it's going to be out. Um, I can't recommend the notebook enough, Brian. Thank you so much for being with us. And I just want to thank everybody who's listening. Um, again, we just want to think about how do we redefine success for his kingdom for eternity and what might that look like? God bless you, everyone. Have a fantastic day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavit.com dot com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.